Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're very welcome to another episode of the Scaling Your Business podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Lisa Quinlan. Lisa is the owner of Very Berry, the Rolling Donut and the Wildflower Cafe. Lisa, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thanks a million for having me. Delighted to be here. Likewise. So what we typically do with the podcast is we go back to chapter one and work away from there. Normally, I'm able to find out where someone grew up, but I'm going to hazard a guess that you grew up in Dublin. I did indeed, yep. I'm, uh, I grew up in Lachlanstown in South Dublin, so stayed there most of my life and headed off travelling straight after college and I went to Australia, lived in a van for nearly a year and New Zealand, did my stint abroad for nearly, nearly two years actually and then came back and just rented in different places around Dublin, so yeah. Nice. Let's start with growing up in, in Lachlanstown. What, have you got any favourite memories of uh, a young Lisa growing up in South Dublin? <laughs> if any of my mates are listening to this, my dad would always say that he'd have to laugh because I had my little army of the lads on the road. There was no girls on the road. It was just me and three or four of the lads. And we were all like dressed in little army gear going around playing like manhunts in the, in the fields and stuff yeah so I was tomboy growing up um yeah loved us had a great time um really loved the area great it was very very kind of humbling growing up in in that area um my we, I got my early childhood memories would be my dad driving home in his van and every kid in the road would just run up and get donuts off him we all loved Nick, the Rolling Donut Man, coming home from work. And yeah, it was just great memories. Great memories on that street. Amazing. Amazing. Talk to me. <laughs> sticking with your early childhood, who do you think, I know you've mentioned your dad, Nick, but who do you think had the biggest uh, impact on you or who inspired you the most? I, I would say my dad, definitely. My mum died when I was 11, so I was very young. Um, and my dad was left looking after me and my little sister. So that was pretty intense thing to happen at that age and yeah we had to take over the role of both mum and dad and it was just yeah I just idolised him I loved I just he was such a grafter like and he loved getting out and doing a hard day's work and I think that's I just I'm so his daughter that's the same as myself I feel really good about myself and feeling it gives me energy getting out and working hard so I definitely think my dad would have been it's funny like now that I've gotten older and I've learned my way of working I feel that he definitely worked too hard in some ways. I think, I just think with everything with social media and marketing and branding and brand awareness, I feel sometimes he could have worked smarter. He'll kill me for saying this now. But I don't think he had to work as hard the older he got, which is something I realised from quite young age because he would have had a lot of heart attacks um, in his 40s. And that's something that really shocked me because I just said, if I'm going to get in business for myself, I don't want to be that stressed all the time. I want to have a lifestyle as well. Yeah. So I think I've definitely managed to find that balance in my mid-30s now. So, yeah. Are you the only sibling or have you got any other siblings? I've got one one younger sister, Amy. She's a year and a half younger. Yeah, she's been dab- dabbling in her own business bits now during lockdown. 
she set up a really cool little cafe on the seafront there in Dunleary. It was called Rise. Now, it was just a pop-up, but she had a really good following from all the local people. Amazing coffee, amazing kind of vegan treats, healthy. So, yeah, she's Amy would have been big into her yoga over the years. She looked after my mum a bit more in that field. Mm. But, uh, no, I think she's dabbling in a bit of business now as well. And she would have worked for my dad at events and stuff over the years as well. So, yeah. Amazing. So it, it, the entrepreneurial yeah. spirit runs in the family. Come here to me on, on, on online. I've done some research and here's two or three things I know about you. One, you've been in a yeah. hot air balloon. I don't know where, but I know you've been in a hot <laughs> air balloon. You've mentioned that you lived in Australia and you and your sister have worked with your dad selling donuts at concerts or festivals. So what's one thing that you're into or curious about that not a lot of people know about you? I like to play golf. <laughs> so random, but uh, yeah, my dad, he's a member in Ashburn Golf Course, which is right beside Wildflower. And I have to say, I love going out with him. He's so funny. He just bombs around his little caddy car. He's <laughs> like, he doesn't like to walk anywhere. <laughs> just, yeah, so it's great crack. I'm not very good at it, but I definitely love it. It's a bit of a stress reliever, or yeah. it's like going to the driving range and whacking a few balls. So yeah, I have lots of different random uh, things like that. Yeah, I just bought a boat recently there as well during lockdown. Wow. A small boat. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's something I've always wanted to do. And thankfully I met somebody with the same interest recently. So we just randomly bought a boat together. So it was great. Small, but start nice little starter one. That's yeah. really cool, that is. Golf and buying a boat. <laughs> I haven't had that answer before. I know you've spent really? a lot of... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've spent a lot of time I'm with you on the uh, driving range I do go into the driving range I'm not into golf that much I like playing it sometimes but the driving yeah. range is a great stress reliever I know that you spent a lot of time working in events you've uh, you've been part of events teams at Coca-Cola uh, assistant coordinator at St. Patrick's Festival the Red Bull Wings yeah. team and other companies like Synergy Management where did the love for events come from and was there any lessons learned w- during your time working in different event companies? Absolutely. I do actually put that down to next to the influence from my dad. I do put that down as um, being like one of the most influential kind of areas I've worked in. Just I, what I actually, I think what I was drawn to about the events industry was that it's something different every single day. You get yeah. to meet new people every single day. I absolutely buzz off meeting new people and their energy and just I would consider myself quite a people person and um, yeah I just I absolutely loved the Red Bull or work both Coca-Cola and Red Bull and um, they're just great memories I loved getting down to festivals and just putting in like 12 hour shifts and the crack you'd have the staff and all the people you get to meet but equally then I learned about the power of branding and I really think that that helped me get rolling donuts off the ground and the importance of it, everything from your branded boxes to your bags, coffee cups, um, telling your story, building the story around my dad and, and where he started. and Yeah, so that's, they're the main reasons why I, I just was drawn to those jobs and I applied for them and I'm delighted I did, you know. What, what sparked the interest in moving from uh, employee to employer or running your own business i noticed that you studied uh, what was it uh, you did a bachelor in business and art management and then a diploma in online marketing as well so there was must have been some interest there from an early age definitely like again i just think it was always being able to watch my dad like choose his own hours take his own holidays now mind you going on holidays for him was an extremely stressful thing because 
I'm sure any business person knows when you go away, you have to make sure a million things are done before you can go away. I just love the idea of having that and not having to answer to anyone. And also, I'm really bad at timekeeping and I can never get things on time. So I was like, no one's going to employ me. Um, no, I just, I really like the idea of just choosing my own hours and having independence to do what I would like to do during the day and choose my own hours. That was huge. And I suppose the business at arts management thing, I just, I love the idea of doing a bit of the business, but also you've got the creativity of the arts. One of my modules in that course was event management. So that just confirmed to me that I would, mm. it's something I would want to try out before I worked for myself. Yeah, and then this stint in Australia just made it, it kind of confirmed when I, I just, I used to bring like menus home for me every time I'd go out to a cafe or I had a little diary with all my ideas that I couldn't wait to bring home to Ireland and get stuck in to the family business. So I just knew it was like a progression. I just, the more I worked in corporate, I just gravitated towards wanting yeah. to delve into the family business. What part of Australia did you, did you live in? Um, so I ran out of money in New Zealand. I spent my last penny on doing a skydive down in Queensland. Uh, so my cousin was over in Australia at the time doing fruit picking. So I was like, oh, I'll just pop over to her. And I ended up, it was wild. Like I ended up living in a tent when I arrived. And it was such different to what I had, the lifestyle I've been living in New Zealand, spending money like to snow tomorrow. So next thing I found myself in a tent and had to get a job fruit picking. So I was up in... Queensland in a place called Bowen very very beautiful place but it was very outback and then yeah I worked in pepper sheds for four months picking peppers and then I got enough money to buy a van with her and we just traveled around so spent most of our time up north and then lived in Melbourne then for the last kind of six months and just rented so yeah it was great crack really nice. good experience I'm yep. a fan of Australia I ask because I had yeah. I lived there for a year. I spent a year in uh, Perth. I dabbled here and there for oh, weekends in good. Sydney and Melbourne, but most of my time I spent in Perth and left because I didn't want to do the farm work. I came home to avoid the farm oh. work. Um, <laughs> well, I was a glutton for punishments. I did four months in pepper packing and then a month in cherry picking. Wow. Amazing. For sure. I know my friend who I originally went over there because he was there, he actually spended extra time in farming which sounds like you did as well because he was getting paid well and just enjoyed it so much that he stayed on yeah crazy uh, yeah, is there a <laughs> yeah is there a uh, how do i put this is there a commonly held belief about the role or business that you're in that you passionately disagree with um oh think about that um it's the role that I'm in. So when you say the you mean being a business owner? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people would maybe think that uh, particularly female business owners are bitches. <laughs> it can be a bit tough. And I just, I really want to just break that. I don't think you have to be a mean person to be a business owner. Mm. I would like to think any of my staff that leave or move on, they've all had really nice positive things to say and cards and stuff and I really love that because I do try to be very good to myself and yeah I, I just think that's something that I'd like to break down that kind of stereotype uh, nice answer yeah I don't think you yeah um you've got three businesses very wildflower cafe and the rolling donut with that how do you get the word out 
when you launch a new business? I know you've spoken about how you put like on credit, like a hundred thousand into Wildflower to get it kickstarted. And there was a lot of hard work put into that, but what's crucial, what things are crucial in your mind when you start a business? Cause I know probably you got some lessons from, you mentioned branding at Red Bull and Coca-Cola as well of the role, the importance they play. Yeah. Okay, so I definitely think just because it's fresh on my mind at very, very, the top three things I would say is having good story, a good PR person, and unbelievable pictures. I just think those three things will help kickstart any brand. Like, I really do. I just, I think a picture, a good picture really does speak a thousand words. Like, I just, I know when I see something that really captures me on social media, I'm just obsessed with it and I really will engage with it. I just find that seems to be happening now with our berries. They're just so photographable that people really want to try them. It's, you know, they've said it's almost like they want to reach into the phone and just eat them. You know, when I they was the same. The I saw it and wanted to do the same. <laughs> We'd have to organise to send some down to you. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, they're, so, yeah, I really do. And I've got a great girl working with us now, Erin, um, our marketing executive. And she's just, she knows exactly. It's like when I tell her, like, hey, this, my vision she'll just get it like and usually nails the first time with the pictures and stuff but yeah it's great it's really good um, you gave, yeah, we worked pretty well together this, this time launching very you gave the a great example there of three things using the recent venture Berry you've also got Rolling Donut but Wildflower Cafe I've eaten there probably ten times and it's amazing uh, an, an incredible cafe oh great my question around that was you said towards the end of last year that the cafe was single-handedly hard, the hardest thing to set up compared to the previous seven or eight donut shops. That's a statement. Why make that statement? Yeah. I'm curious. Oh, that cafe nearly killed me because I'd come from an events background and I, like, yes, I had known how to work hard, but not in that way where, like, when I started that cafe, I was kitchen porter, I was chef, I was front of house, I was manager. Then I also had to like try and run to the bank, make sure people got paid. It was just, it was multitasking like I'd never done in my life. And I really struggled with it. It was also 50 kilometers away from my house in Hopkinson. Wow. So like there was many times on that M50 that I just was broken woman. I was just like, I can't do this. Like too hard. Like I just have no life to work weekends. All my mates are out having the crack. Um, now mind you I've always found time to have fun that's no problem but I just I'd always like oh sorry I can't do this I'm working or it was just very hard staff let you down you just you I felt like I'd no one to help me return to so I suppose it, it was from all those horrible things that happened to me trying to get the cafe to be successful that I learned like things like recruitment agencies exist they can send people to you if somebody lets you down don't take any crap from chefs who try to have you over a barrel and think that they own you because they're working in your kitchen. Just little things mm. like that that I, I picked up along the way um, that I never would have known going into Rolling Donuts, having a bakery that's 24-hour production, all this kind of stuff. I, I learned all the key things down there. So I feel like all my mistakes I made down there. And then thankfully, because of the success of Rolling Donut, we, I was able to give back to the cafe and put the extension. I don't know if you saw it when you were down there. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. extension that we put on. I just, I love to go in there now and I just sit there and I go, God, like after eight years, I'm finally happy with the way it's set up, the staff, everything. I'm just, I actually like really just 
sitting there and taking it all in myself, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think that having gone through that and come out the other end that there's another caffeine in you? Oh, 100%. Like, I'm a firm believer, if you just get that model, you can lift and drop everywhere and it'll work perfectly. Once, see, I just didn't understand enough about systems and procedures, things like clock-in systems. We use the Simply. I'm sure anyone who's in the cafe industry definitely uses it. It's brilliant. It's just, I, I know so much more now. So, yeah, I'd love to get a few more cafes. In fact, I was looking for them, but... COVID hit and then mm. there was just too much uncertainty about sitting like unfortunately the cafe is still closed um, so that's really tough tried to open it there a couple of weeks ago but it was just too quiet we had to close again you know you people have, want uh, yeah. to sit in yeah I'm looking forward to it opening again I'll certainly go again I have uh, some friends coming back over from America and they were the people that put me onto it and oh, uh, they're, they're keen to go back so I'll definitely revisit it um, you learned a lot of lessons and I don't know whether it was the hard way but with setting up the cafe and I'm sure you learned lessons with the rolling donuts as well but how do you continue yeah. to invest in yourself might be the right word is there any books you read podcasts you listen to peer groups you go to for advice yes all of the above a huge thing for me is I've been so lucky to meet some unbelievable uh, other girls in business when I took bachelor's walk um, the unit there I was just so lucky to meet my mate Rachel next door on Pogue. I literally just had a little business meeting with her there this morning before this. And I just, we just, I feel like we inspire each other. I feel if you're ever having a kind of a deflated week where you just might not feel that creative or motivated, I'll meet up with one of the girls in business and then it's just, boom, it's back. I feel we just lift each other. Rachel's brilliant for introducing me to really good books like things like the daily stoic or all things to keep you on track she loves podcasts as well so yeah and i have another friend amy and she owns a company called sweet stamps down in kildare and she's just flying it at the minute it's all like custom kind of baking materials that she sells online so yeah that's that's a huge way i feel like yeah others just brainstorming with each other that really helps me and then obviously when life is normal i would take a lot of trips away to do things like vegan yoga retreats or things like this just to try and get that balance you know that it's not all about work three more questions you've mentioned uh vegan yoga retreats so imagine all travel restrictions are lifted you can go anywhere in the world where's the first place you're going to go to that's a good question just because it'll be post-covid i'll probably go somewhere in europe love to go i don't know like a beautiful beach in italy or something or a vineyard in france um but i if life was a bit more normal, I'd probably say somewhere a bit more further afield. I'm dying to get to South America. Um, yeah, I'd love to do a, a bit of a, not backpacking, but next level up and just do a month stint and do some proper kind of traveling in South America. Amazing. Great answer. Yeah. What was the other one? Oh, yes. If your house, I don't know uh, if you've got any partners, kids, dogs, animals, whatever, but all your loved ones are safe. If your house is burning down and you could only save one item, what one item would that be? Oh, God, that's a really tricky one. <laughs> um, oh, God, probably my little dog, Minnie, because I feel like she's just been my absolute saviour for this year during lockdown. I have a little Yorkie family pet, but I had to move oh, home. Unfortunately, I've had a disaster with trying to buy houses the last two years. I th- I've officially got a curse of the houses. It's official. <laughs> I think I've 
gone to buy four houses and they've all fallen through. Um, yeah, little Minnie has been by my side through that whole thing. Yeah, she's just great. So sorry it, to any, sorry to my boyfriend and my dad. But, it's all but, right. Uh, <laughs> I'd like you to imagine it's the end of the decade so it's the year 2030 pretend right now we're in 2030 and you're looking back on the last kind of nine to ten years what you can answer this personally or professionally but what would you like to be looking back on what would i like to be looking back on in the next decade is it as in if we're pretending it's 20 if we're pretending it's 2030 right now and you're looking back on the last nine to ten years what would you like to be looking back on Oh, that's a good question. First of all, I'd absolutely love if this was the first, this is the only kind of pandemic we have. Like, my God, what a year it's been for us. Um, yeah, firstly, that there's no more pandemics for the next 10 years. Um, just, I thought, is it, pers- is it more broad or just personal for myself? Per- personal or professional? You want to open up new stores? Okay. Yeah, I'd absolutely love to do my my. My goal now is I'd love to do what I've done with Rolling Donut with Very Berry, but bring it all over because it's a lot. I think it'll be a lot easier to replicate than Rolling Donut because we don't need a full 24-hour bakery. Um, so I'd love to look back and possibly have sold Rolling Donut and then maybe keep very get Very Berry to the same level, if not more, all over Ireland. And then I'd love to buy myself a nice house in the south of Dublin somewhere and possibly abroad. That would be the dream. And my real dream would be to live six months here and six months in a hot country. Because I do love Irish summer, but I just can't handle the winter here. I'm with so, you on that. Yeah, personally. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that you find a house in South Dublin. I hope the fifth house you apply for <laughs> is the last house you have to apply for. And uh, <laughs> so Thank you very much for spending the last 30 minutes with me, getting to know you a little more. And, and uh, again, I, I, I wish you all the best success in the future thank, thank you. you for being my guest today